0: Stop putting yourself down and calling it humility. It's not. In fact, it's an insult to the creator that made you. It's like looking at a Mercedes and go, what a piece of junk. That's an insult to the factory. It's an insult to the inventors. Be willing to accept the fact that you are good. you're listening to the man maker show welcome to season one with your host brad Walgamon this podcast is all about becoming a better man for ourselves and the people around us so if you enjoy this episode whether you're on your way to work or mowing the lawn make sure to share this with somebody like and subscribe well i hope you're ready because here we go Welcome out, welcome to the Man Maker Show. Hope you're doing great. Welcome to episode something. I don't even know, it doesn't even matter. I hope you're doing great. It's good to be with you. Got a really powerful topic for you tonight, and I hope you're enjoying these messages. I hope you're following along with me. If you're not, that's cool too. I'm just gonna do my best to put some content out there because I care. Right? I don't know where these go and who listens. It's not really about that. It's really maybe one day it's for my kids, maybe it's my grandkids. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. <clears throat> I've always felt like I wish I could ask my dad now what he thought. I wish I could ask my my grandfathers what it was like to be alive during the World War II. I wish I could ask them what courage meant to them, what honor meant to them. I wish they could explain to me what <clears throat> it was like the first time they saw a TV or was in the military and had to hold a gun. What was it like to see your children born? I mean... Let's be honest, I, there's a lot of things that maybe someday with artificial intelligence we'll have a way to access that information, but I'm not going to wait for AI to do it. I'm going I'm to put it out here for all of you, and if it's some value to you, fantastic. I'm going to talk about creating some internal confidence. <clears throat> I don't know how many of you guys feel like you're confident, but I was not. I was full of all kinds of fears, and I'll talk about some of the fears you have to overcome in a later episode, but the reality is is we all have an issue here, more than likely. And and a lot of that stems from identity. We have not come to grips with who we are. We don't know how powerful we are. We don't know how important we are. We don't know, what's the old saying, you might just be one person in the world, but to one person you might be the world. We don't know who that person is maybe. We just don't understand our real value. Because we typically have been taught to walk through life remembering all the things you've done wrong. So we carry on a bag of rocks of failures and we think that that's the world season. In reality, the, the bag of rocks of failures is not there to beat us down. But if you carry them every day, they're going to weigh you down. But they're really there to help you create strength. You break to get stronger, right? You break down muscle tiber. If you break a bone, they say it will never break again in the same spot unless it's infected because it grows back stronger. <clears throat> so I want to talk about four keys about developing internal confidence. And I'm sure there are more, and I will talk about more in the future, but the four that came to my heart as I was thinking about this message today are really more about what you're hearing and what you're saying, the conversation in and around your life. Have you ever had a silent argument with someone? In other words, you're arguing with them and they're not even there. I've had a hundred of those with my father when he was still alive when I was a young man and just arguing with him because I couldn't do it in person. I didn't have the confidence uh, and he didn't have the listening skills. Um, I can remember when I was arguing with my wife in my mind and I was driving the lawnmower, just killing the conversation. <clears throat> but oftentimes they were destructive. I was just building my case. So I'm going to talk about how to create the, the conversations. And The first one I'm going to talk about uh, as far as a value of, of what's going to create some internal confidence and that is what you say to you. I don't know if there's a more powerful medium than affirmations that I'm aware of. For most of my adult life, I lived on affirmations. I An affirmation is speaking what you want as though it already is. Now, some people think that's kind of fake it until you make it. But to me, it's my, my inner ear and outer ear, my voice, everything saying it it begins to believe it. Same things like, I'm confident. I'm bold. I'm outgoing. I'm successful. I'm graceful. I'm hungry. I'm dedicated. I'm loving. I'm loyal, right? And so write an affirmation. Write your affirmation. What do you say to you? I've heard it said that we talk <clears throat> about 120, 150 words a minute, but we think it's 250, 350. And some people faster. Most of the conversations we have are not really encouraging. I wish that wasn't the case, but it is. And you just need to take a look at it and say, uh, yeah, when I'm not minding what I'm thinking, I'm usually not thinking positive. So change that. The way to change that is when you have silent moments when no one's talking to you and you have time to talk to you, whip out your affirmation card and talk to yourself. There's a great book out there called You're Crazy If You Don't Talk to Yourself. Nice little play on words, right? But the idea is confidence is a result of what you say to you. There are other factors to it, but if we don't learn to talk to ourselves in a positive way, then who will? You gotta change the, the noise in your life. I can remember a man, my name is Tim Goad, who I've loved dearly and still do, and he's a great mentor in my life. And I was going through some really challenges and he says, Brad, you need to change the noise in your head. You need to stop listening to the conversations about what happened, the conversations about other people's opinions, and you need to have a conversation with yourself and stop arguing with the greatness inside of you. And I'll expand more on that in a minute. But he, he got me back on the path of talking in a confident way to myself, about myself. Not to be arrogant, really to heal and to create that confidence. The second thing, excuse me, that I want you to think about in terms of building your internal confidence is learning how to deal with what other people say to you, okay? Now, you can't unhear things, all right? So the first thing you gotta do is you gotta be aware of your surrounding. Who are you hanging out with? Who is speaking into your life? What do they say to you, all right? Um, I was recently on a fishing trip with a really dear friend of mine, and we were up late night in the camper just chatting. And he said, Brad, I think there's more for you. I think there's more in your life. I think you have more to offer. I think you have more in the tank. And I think you should get up and do it. You know, that's the kind of people I need to have in my life more. Because most of the world, <coughs> excuse me, tells you the opposite, don't they? Right? They, I don't know, your intensity exposes their ap- uh, apathy. You, the fact that you want us so bad makes them uncomfortable, so they're going to try to tear you down to increase their own comfort? I don't know. But you got to be careful with it. Get around people and be around people that encourage you, that love you, that, that, that speak life into you, that pick you up, that edify you. And if that's not happening, then change your association. Or teach them how to do it, and see if they'll change. If they don't change, give them a chance to change because they're your buddies. Give them a chance to change. <clears throat> if they won't change, then you got to change because if you keep hanging around the same people, you're going to keep having the same input. There's a second piece of this. There are some people in your life, I have had people in my life that I had great respect for, that I admired. And then some things happened and they said the meanest, nastiest things to me I could possibly imagine and I was devastated. <clears throat> Excuse me, I placed too much value on their words. And I let their words take residency in my heart for a long time. Now, I don't know if their intentions were to kind of like spank me or if their intentions were to shock me and to change or if they really meant it. Or maybe they were having a bad day or maybe they were talking to themselves and taking it out on me. But you got to be careful about what you allow spoken into you. Sometimes it's family, right? Sometimes, my my father said some things to me when I was a young man going through puberty that absolutely just rocked me for years until I got some counseling, got some help and and figured out what it was like to be a teenager. You gotta be careful what you allow into the truth volume of your brain. And that's why having people around you say, man, this was said, is that accurate? Because sometimes things that, hurt you need to hear because you need to change but sometimes things that hurt are just hurting people trying to hurt you and it's really important to be able to consciously delineate between things that are hard to hear that you need to hear and things that are hard to hear that are just set out of anger and spite <clears throat> you can't just discard them all and you can't receive them all but that's why a COL, a council of leaders, is such an important part of your life. So you've got some sounding boards on things that are being said. Some of the things that were said to me in my life, I'm just like, they just cut me down. And I, I, I took them with me. <clears throat> Sometimes I would go out and work hard to prove them wrong and they were dead. I was still fighting a ghost. Sometimes they inspired me to be a great person it was very effective. Some people are chip on the shoulder kind of guys, right? Someone picks on you. And you get all fired up and you go prove it i i'm kind of a chip on the shoulder guy i'm not gonna lie i think a lot of the <coughs> success in my life excuse me i'm sorry i'm coughing i don't have covid <laughs> some of the things that have that i've achieved and the things that have motivated me have been because someone attacked me and i'm like success is the greatest revenge i just need to make some adjustments in me because i'm going to prove that that's not right so sometimes that can be very effective It doesn't work so much for me anymore because I've healed and I have a different mindset and I don't give access to people like that in my life, but it's an important part of it. It's a big part of developing this internal confidence, this filtering, protecting, receiving. Look for multiple counselors to confirm. And if you hear the same thing, it's a common denominator, make some adjustments. Here's the third thing, what you say to others, okay? I think it was Miguel Ruiz who wrote the um, Four Agreements. And one of the agreements was to be immaculate with your word. Okay? Now, he's talking about things you say to you, but I believe he's also talking about what you say to others. You can't be condescending to others and have it not hurt you. I don't think it's possible. You can't be someone that makes fun of others or gossips about others or is mean to others and develop any kind of internal confidence. Internal confidence comes from doing the right thing. So I want to challenge you the best I can. <clears throat> manage what you say about others and what you say to others. Some guys are real jokesters, right? They gotta, I have to watch this. This is a, something I remind myself as <clears throat> I poke a joke at someone. Now I'm just kidding. Everybody have a laugh, except it hurts a little bit, doesn't it? And the fact of the matter is, almost every cutting joke like that, there's a hint of truth. And the reason I know it's the case is because where did the joke come from? What was the content that generated the thought for that joke? So there's a little truth in every one of those jokes. And I just wanna really encourage you, manage yourself. I'm talking about you becoming bold and confident and resolute and disciplined. You're not gonna get there if you don't manage what you say. Now, it's real easy when you're in a happy, hangout, conversational environment. Can you manage yourself when you're upset, right? Can you manage yourself when people, other people are not playing fair? Do you feel like you have to get aggressive when they get aggressive? That's been my issue, right? <clears throat> can we work on this together? <clears throat> you can... React without thinking, but you can't respond without training. You need to train yourself with that. When things go bad, you learn how to communicate. You learn how to protect the relationship. You learn how to honor yourself and that other creation of God, the other human being, so that you stay honorable and you maintain the pillars of a culture of honor. What you say to others matters. And tearing people down or poking jokes at them or all the worst things of that, you know, anger and spite and cursing, aggressive behavior. That does not build your confidence. You do not go up when you tear others down. You only go up when you lift others. You're part of the rising tide that raises all ships. By you elevating others, you are elevated along with that. If you tear people down, you are killing yourself down as well. So I want you to really think about what you say to others. As an example, someone says, how you doing? The answer is always fantastic. The answer is always amazing. The answer is always blessed. It's not like, oh, you know, it's Monday. How you doing? Oh, it's snowing. It's so cold, right? We're going to be immaculate. We are going to stay on the positive. We're going to we're going to charge a freaking mountain we're going to change the world and we're going to do it because we manage ourselves to be in a happy positive productive well i just don't feel that way well then you're going to have to pretend because i can promise you this much if you say negative you're going to feel more negative if you're feeling negative but you say positive you got a chance of moving positive if you're freezing cold and you say i'm so cold i think i'm gonna die you probably could and will But if you say, I'm strong, I'm robust, I'm warm, woo, man, and you just keep going and going and going, it encourages you to get the action going, to get the blood flowing, to get your body working, to get you in a place where you got a chance to live. If it doesn't serve you, don't say it. If it doesn't serve others, don't say it. If it doesn't add value, don't say it. If it's not encouraging, don't say it. Manage yourself. These are pillars of confidence, internal pillars of confidence. What you say to you, what you say to others, what you allow others to say to you, what you do with that information, and fourthly, if you can allow me to be so bold, is stop arguing with what God says about you. Understand that he loves you. It's all throughout the Bible. Just pick it up and read it. I'm not going to quote scriptures most of my times on here and that's, that's not my goal I'll do that on a different channel where I'm doing some preaching but really what I want you to understand is God is for you he loves you he loves you so much he put flesh and bone on came to earth and a lot of himself to be crucified to take the final atonement for our sins that's how much he loves us so I want you to be aware of the fact <clears throat> you can't afford to have a thought in your mind that's inconsistent with what God thinks about you Stop arguing with what God says. He says, I love you. He says, I forgive you. He says, your sin has been forgotten. Your sin has been covered. Your sin has been atoned for. It's been dealt with. That his grace is renewed daily. That he is, all he wants you to do is turn around so he can give you a big old bear hug. The story of the prodigal son, which we'll cover in later episodes, but the story is that the boy left and put his spoils into drugs and prostitutes and who only knows. And he came home and the father ran off the porch to grab his son and love him and tell him who he was. It's a story. It's a story that represents God's heart for you, that he loves you and that he's for you. So stop putting yourself down and calling it humility. It's not. In fact, it's an insult to the creator that made you. It's like looking at a Mercedes and go, what a piece of junk. That's an insult to the factory. It's an insult to the inventors. Be willing to accept the fact that you are good. Well, I've done a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you have. So have I. So a lot of people. And you don't get a get out of jail card because I've done bad things. It's just, that's part of grace. But the key thing is if you keep thinking and speaking about how bad you are, you don't have much of a chance of becoming unbad. I think uh, a pastor called that Sin consciousness. The more I'm aware of my failure, the more I repeat my failure. The more I focus on my failure and and just kind of just mull it over, the more I'm focused on that side of my life. It's not, it's been dealt with. And the greater chance I have of repeating it that's in my mind all the time. What what does that mean? It's learning how to accept the fact that you are loved. And maybe you don't feel worthy of it. Well, join the club. Most of us don't feel worthy of it. It's scandalous how much God loves us, regardless of what we've done. I'm not saying that as a, as a get-out-jail-free card and go out and do it go out and you want to be a dingo. I'm not saying that. I'm just sticking the facts. The fact is, God loves you, and He will always love you, and He'll love you forever, and He's for you. So stop arguing with Him. No, He doesn't. He hates me. No, He thinks horrible of me. No, I'm a, no, that's not. There's nowhere. In the Bible, it says anything about that, that that's God's position. You can't afford to have a thought about you that is inconsistent with what God thinks of you. It's a love story. He loves you. He wants you to know it. I don't know where you're at, guys. I mean, I struggled with this most of my life. I really did. I mean, I, I'm, people call oh, you're so religious. I, I'm not religious. Religious is what offended me about being a Christian, Religious is like perfectionism and rules, and you got to be, you know, this perfect little Jesus dude. That's that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a heart issue. I'm talking about excellence. I'm talking about receiving grace, receiving love, not arguing with the fact that you are amazing. Because if you receive this truth about what God says about you, you will grow into it. It will create an internal pillar of God, <laughs> excuse me of confidence. It will create a new human being. I can tell you for sure, from my testimony, this is what changed in my life. I had to stop saying, I'm a loser, I'm a failure, I've let people down, I've done this, I've done that, I've done this, I've done that, oh my God, I had to stop saying it. And you know, the hard hard thing is, I hate to say this, but there are some people that want you to say that for the rest of your life, but they don't get a vote. They don't run your life, they don't live your life, they don't get to tell you how you're going to live. God does. And God says you're forgiven and you're covered and you are a new human being. Stop arguing with them and receive it. And if people don't like the fact that you're happy and full of love and full of grace and kicking and butt and moving ahead, that's on them. That's their own insecurities trying to figure out, well, how could someone done something so bad be doing so well? Uh, read the Bible. Read grace. Read internal confidence. Read that people can change. and Confidence comes from what I say to me, what God says to me, what I allow others to say to me, and what I say to others. And if I want to build enough confidence so that I can be productive, I have to do these things. The goal is to create enough confidence that from a position of strength, I can start helping other people. If I'm down on me, how am I going to help anybody else? If I'm doubtful of my grace, if I'm doubtful of my excellence, if I'm doubtful of me being of any kind of value, why in the world would I even think about trying to help other people out? I've got to be in a place where I know who I am. I know that I'm redeemed. I need a good conversation so that I can help other people. This isn't about so you can be cocky, so you can be arrogant, so you can be all that in a bag of chips. It isn't about that. It isn't about you just like, oh, I'm so amazing. It's not about that. This is about creating enough internal strength and power so that you can help those that you love, so that you can help those that are less fortunate, so you can help those that are in need of you. You might be the only Bible someone else reads. You need to represent grace, represent love, represent redemption. Learn to manage what you say to you. Learn to manage what comes in and what gets blocked out. Look for truth. Own what you need to own. Dump the rest. That you need to change. Start changing the narrative by changing your conversation. You with me on this? Manage what you say to others and then listen to what God is saying to you and that is that he loves you and he needs you. That sounds weird. God doesn't need anything. I think God needs you to do something great that only you can do. I believe there are people in this world that will only be touched by your story, by your testimony, by your pain. And if you do nothing, that person will continue to suffer. I'm not trying to guilt trip you. I just think that's a reality. And I think I I caused enough pain in my life. I want to be part of the healing power in this universe. We've been through a very, very, very difficult three or four years here in America with COVID and so forth, Time stamping this event. We need to be part of the great healing. We need to be a part of waking people up to grace, love, honor, excellence to get their dream back, to get their fight back, to win for their families. Start having better conversations. No more whining. No more complaining. No more, I'm tired. I'm cold. Nan, nan, nan. No. No. We're going to stop that. We're going to stop it. You're better than that. You're stronger than that. And people are counting on you. That is what a man does. And since we're talking about being a man-maker make those adjustments. I think you would be blown away. People will notice. What is it about you? I'm kind of a weird guy in my town because I'm a really positive person and people don't know what to do with me, but they're gonna have to deal with it. You know what they're gonna have to deal with? I love them. I wanna see them win. I wanna help them. I'm gonna always be kind. They don't like it? Oh well. Hey, they're gonna hate. (laughs) But I'm gonna give nothing to hate on. I'm just gonna love on them, right? But Mother Teresa say, What do you do when you love on someone and and they just return it with more spite? Increase the dose. What if you What if you love them more and they still return spite? Increase the dose. Increase the dose. That's all we gotta do. Keep loving on them. Love on you. Build yourself so you can build others. All right, man maker out.